Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and cats with human names, like Nancy or Blanche. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, runes, witches in the news, and a spell to combat jealousy. Last episode, I reached out to a listener um, because they said on their Instagram that they had experience with this egg magic we kind of talked about. So I posted what they sent me on the Instagram, but I just want to read it now. And I'm going to read it verbatim. Yay! And I haven't read it in a while, so I have a goof up. You need to forgive me. We will. So it says, it was me! <laughs> and I'm like, who it are you? Who are you? <laughs> I just don't know how to use instagram correctly so i sent one of those disappearing pictures i apologize and then i said in my heart i forgive you (laughs) you fool so it says my family is from mexico the egg cleansing is a very common practice in latin america and is said to have roots in mesoamerican cultures but it's also common in appalachian folk magic so i don't know who did it first chicken or the egg situation and then they say yay puns and then i had to look away and take a deep breath i enjoyed that part though So I learned to do egg cleansing because my grandma used to do them for people, not animals. The thing is, it's not just sucking the bad juju out once you've run it across the person's body and chanted the entire time. And after you've cracked it into a glass of water, you wait a bit. After 15 to 30 minutes, you go back and study it. Depending on what it looks like and what characteristics it has, the healer then reads the egg and determines what kind of juju was all up in there. It can be anything from evil eye to major curses to energy vampires that just suck out all your positivity away and leave you feeling blah. And then depending on what the result is, my grandma would provide a witchy remedy. She's totes a witch, but won't ever say it. She says she's a curandera. Yeah, I didn't know that word either. Which is Spanish meaning healer. I say she's a witch, same diff, which is where I get my witchiness from, I suppose. I've only done them a handful of times, though. I'm more of a tarot astrology kind of gal. And then... They didn't like that I put it on our Instagram. And I was like, you could have just double tapped. It would have taken you two seconds. I see that you saw it. I see you. They can't give you all their cards. No, no. Times are tricky. And so now you, you know. keep your cards close. Keep your, yeah. And your podcast is closer. Podcast cl- in your ears. It's basically as close as you can get. We're the ones. We're in there. We're in That's the an ears. orifice. Snaking down. Hope you sanitized us. Ew. All right. So. Almost a whole year ago when this episode comes out, we did our tea leaf reading episode. Gross. I haven't re-listened to it recently, have you? I did, and um, and I'm really proud of how we've grown. <laughs> One, we're closer to the mic. Two, so much funnier. Three, just all around better quality. <laughs> Just the character development in season two is so much better than in season one. <laughs> season one, slow start, you know, but like once you really get into it, you're like, yeah, totally. And, you know, I feel like I spent so many months like directing people towards that episode because at the time I was like, this is our best episode. What a fool I was. I embarrassed <laughs> us. I embarrassed my family. I embarrassed our podcast. And mostly I embarrassed me. I'm not embarrassed, so we're fine. Okay. I just remember not liking tea. But we wrote down what our predictions were, and I wanted to see if any of them had come to fruition a year later. Okay. 
I haven't read what I copy and pasted in here. So do you want me to read it to you? Oh, my God. Yes. So should I read the part, this part here at the bottom? Okay. So Alicia had a bird head specifically halfway down, which meant a protection bubble was around her. It also called for certain actions from yourself. So you have to be an active party. And we have these like angels around me. Oh, yeah. The whole time. That makes sense. That makes sense. That dramatic changes in your life through the actions of others are coming, but the results will be favorable. So there's some big changes coming, but they're going to be good in the end. Um, You had a skeletal woman with a flower crown at the bottom of your cup, from what I remember, and she had a blanket on. (laughs) This sounds so wild. (laughs) So Frida Kahlo was in your cup. Yeah, basically. And it says, a woman appearing at the bottom of the teacup indicates that a new start is on the horizon. The reason the woman appears at the bottom position is that there will be a female that will help you on your way in life. The woman, in this sense, is a supportive symbolic symbol. A symbolic symbol. Terry, you idiot. (laughs) I love it. And it was important that she was skeletal, I remember. And I think that had something to do with, like, severity, it being serious or something like that. I listened to it recently. Okay. And then... Something to do with the dragon. This isn't written down, but I remember the dragon had something to do with like, I think what I remember saying is that you were really fucking cool, maybe. I don't even remember the dragon, but that does sound cool. Yeah, it was like you were, had something to do with fame, prosperity, like intensity, that like it was going to be a lot of big stuff happening and it was going to be good, but it was going to be intense and that you were going to have a woman in particular that was going to help you in some way. Okay. Well, we did get into Sundance. Pretty big. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I want to know who this woman is. I wonder if the woman is the film. Maybe. Because it's a woman-directed, woman-lead. Feminist film. Feminist yeah. film. Maybe. And then dramatic changes in your life through the actions of another. Well, my dad died, so that's dramatic. That's yeah. probably as dramatic as you can get, honestly. Yeah. But that everything in the end was, like, going to be prosperous. Do you feel like you're prospering? Hmm. Possibly. This is my time to shine, baby. It is. You do thrive in chaos. I thrive in chaos. You have a fucking tattooed on your face right now. Basically. All right. So yours, we have a crescent moon for prosperity. Ooh. A square for comfort and peace. A man's torso, which is a situation whereby you see a man in the middle of the teacup, meaning you will triumph in all the temptations that are placed in your path. Because I said I felt like he looks like Hercules. Ooh, how's your will feeling? Poor! (laughs) (laughs) Oh! I am a grub. I'm a roly-poly. But the roly-polies are so cute. (laughs) Curled up. (laughs) Rolling along. Don't touch me. <laughs> a mountain inside a mountain star? I think it was there was a star inside the mountain. Oh, a star inside the mountain. And so a mountain at the bottom of the teacup is an indication that working hard is important. Now is not the time to give up. Don't give up. Listen to your tea leaves. <sighs> okay. It says you concentrate most of the time with negative energies, whether by gossiping. I... Guys, gossiping is so much fun, though. Yes. Not to be a gossip, but like, I'm a gossip. <laughs> That's who I am. Not to gossip, but Alicia gossips. You can't tell this bitch anything. (laughs) I'll tell you not to tell, though. (laughs) But I'll tell you everything. (laughs) Whether by gossiping and quarreling unnecessarily with people around you, 
making it impossible for you to have long-lasting friends who help you develop in your life. I am, I am reactionary. I am here. I am long-lasting. You are. You have endured, I have endured a great deal. Nevertheless, she persisted. Yeah. <laughs> my dad asked me like, what I wanted to do in the next year of my life. Like, What's your plan? And I had to tell him, I was like, I'm really focusing on becoming a better person. Good. Like That's I was good. like, I don't have a ton of professional things that I'm planning on doing, but like the last year I've been working really hard to be better and um, I don't think I made that progress. So um, still working. Take two. What Second he... verse, just like the first. What did he say to that? The feeling I got was that <laughs> this doesn't sound that's like okay. pride. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that's okay. Good. Good. But I think he would like it if I had more in my savings. Yeah. If you continue on this path, you might end up limited, thus not progressing at all because you lack the drive to progress in life. Oh, that makes sense as a sentence now that I'm reading it. Thus not progressing at all. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I think I copy-pasted that from somewhere else. I heard something recently that was like, I was complaining about like not being motivated to do things. I'm like, oh, I'm just like not motivated to do it. And someone was like, Terry, you don't have to be fucking motivated. Just fucking do it. Oh my God. Like, you don't have to like have the will or like the drive to do something to just fucking power through it and get over it. Do your taxes. <laughs> so aggro and I was though. like, oh, sorry, mom. <laughs> You're right. And then as a symbol, the star denotes growing closeness to someone in life. It represents optimism and highest ideals and faith. The star shines brightly in the darkest night, so as a symbol, it means you will find clarification in a situation which has been bothering you for a while. Who was it? Who was your star of the last year? All right, you ready to hear this? Besides me. Artemis. I mean, that's fair. She's so cute. <laughs> that's another thing that I really want to work on. Not to go back to my psychic reading with he who shall not be named <laughs> but the idea of the mountain inside like my heart chakra being within a valley whose light is only pointing in one singular direction that like a star hidden within a mountain is like this willingness to trust others and to not block other people off mm -hmm. and and allow myself to become close to people that's like got a long list of faults that I'm discovering recently and this is one of them but you're doing work on yourself this year so you have plenty of time to address it it's true I have dad approved self-work and the more social distancing the more you can just self-evaluate and be like who am I close to no one no one no I have one two currently. one is a cat <laughs> who's not even my cat but okay I went through with Marcel and I was like if I die Marcel gets the cat mm -hmm. if Marcel dies you get Artemis. Fuck yeah, thank you. And then I made a plan because I was like, there is a chance all three of us could be together and die at the same time. So then she's going to go to California to live with Kathleen and Ian. That's perfect. Yeah. She's an LA babe. She'll go back to LA, mm -hmm. live with her other cat. It'll be great. All right. So we are talking about runes today. Runes. And I'm very excited because I don't know anything about runes except they are kind of Maybe like an alphabet. They remind me of hieroglyphics. Yes. That's the, the nice. closest to anything I can really get to it. But besides mm -hmm. that, I'm completely clueless. Oh, great. Perfect. I'd love to learn something today. Okay. You're on the right path. Yes. They are part of an alphabet. Um, I want to specify that we're talking about runes and not ruins, but sometimes ruins have runes on them. Ooh. Beautiful. What does it all mean? Basically, runes are 
like these pointy shapes, and you find them on old shit. Mm -hmm. And now recently you can find them on new shit at a witchy store in your neighborhood. Excellent. They're letters in an alphabet, but not really just like one alphabet. They're part of a series of interconnected alphabets used to transcribe various Germanic languages before the Latin alphabet got so popular. There are variants extending from historical Germanic territories up to Scandinavia and Iceland. So super far. Yeah. The letters are not simply for communication, but are said to hold magical resonance with particular Norse gods and powers. So this first one. So this is some Viking shit. Yeah, it's like some fucking old ass pointy shit. Marcel has always said he wants a rune tattoo, but he knows nothing about Vikings. (laughs) When it really comes down to it. At what point is that? The same level of cultural appropriation as me getting, like, a Chinese symbol on my back that means hope. I would say we're going to talk about Nazis later. Ooh. And maybe make sure you pick the right ones. Because <laughs> ca- Ooh. Ooh. I like this juicy gossipy. Let's go. So I'm going to describe these, but I would really encourage you to Google them because they are a visual thing. And we're... In your ear. (laughs) In your brain. Yeah. So the first one, the easiest rune to imagine through our podcast is what's called the Burkana or Burkana or Burkana. I forgot right now that I probably should have looked it up. It looks like a bee, but pointy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like the little round parts of the bee that look like. It's like a stick with two triangles on it Mm -hmm. pointing to the west, east, pointing to the east, to the right. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) I don't know where they are. I don't know where they are. So the Burkana symbolizes the earth mother and birth. And as always, we're not always talking about the physical birth of a living creature, but the birth of a new journey or project. Okay. Another easy one to visualize through a podcast host is what's called the Gebo or the Gibo, which looks like an X. Pretty simple. Just an X. Also known as the Gebo Gift, it stands for partnership of all kinds, though recently people have been referring to it as the love rune. Ooh. I don't know, because it looks like a cat butt. Yeah, a little bit. A like little a little bit. smooch, like an XOXO. But you get the idea. So hmm. they're pointy letters, and generally they have to be carved into material. So stone, wood, crystal, candles, bones, and shiny iridescent plastic for $16.99 on Etsy. Here's a little one with the, that's, it's on a coffee tumbler. Oh, I love it. You'll notice that there aren't any horizontal strokes. They're either vertical, that's the up and down one, or <laughs> just so you know. East, west, east, west. <laughs> Which one's left? Hold up your hands. The one that makes an L I is have the right one. Three degrees. You do. Please. Well, you have four. You have a high school diploma. Oh, fuck. Is that a degree? Is it? Is it? Not everyone has one. That's true. And then, so, and then also angled. So up and down and angled. That's because if you're carving these into a piece of wood, you're going to be carving with the grain of the wood. You know, the wood has like the little lines. Oh, this is a technical thing. So if you carve perpendicular to the grain, your mark is going to become frayed or broken, which will make it difficult to read. And probably the gods aren't going to know what you're saying. (laughs) There are some rare rune inscriptions that are written rather than carved. Those inscriptions may have horizontal lines, but also so few of them survive today because they're probably like on paper or cloth, which says to me... Are these runes supposed to be as pointy as they are? Or is it like when you're carving with a knife, your handwriting tends to just become more exaggerated? Like, is it because these are the only things that exist that have survived thousands of years on stone that like, this is what we think they look like, but like, actually they are more curvy? I have no idea. I don't know either. 
I never thought about it. But I can't imagine trying to carve anything. And this is as someone who is a different kind of artist than you are. <laughs> but like, yo, even just doing anything with my left hand, I'm out of luck. Yeah. It's a problem. Maybe I should work on it. I've got all the time in the world. I should learn how to be ambidextrous. Oh, no. <laughs> what a task. So where do they come from? Where do they go? Where do they come from? Cotton eye flow. Joe. Runes. The name comes from Germanic word run or runa, which means secret or whisper. Ooh. In Gaelic, rune means mystery. Which I sounds like this. Fucking cool as hell. Yeah. And then perhaps unrelated, the Finnish word runo means poem. That's not unrelated. That's completely related. The oldest inscription depicting runes dates back to about 150 AD. That's after. It's older than your dad. Older than my, my dad was not there. It's in Elder Futhark, the oldest form of the runic alphabet. It's scribbled all over large stones, shield mounts, and spearheads. Around 700 AD, the Germanic countries became increasingly Christianized, and with it came the Latin alphabet. And I'm, I'm like not sure if it was for the purpose of survival or entirely by accident, but the use of runic alphabets persisted up until the 20th century in Nordic countries as decorative patterns. Ah, they just sneak little runes in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on your tablecloth. You're like, oh, nice tablecloth. And then it has all of the secrets. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Some runologists, which is what you call nerds that study runes. Amateur runologists or (laughs) expert runologists. I bet you can get it. I bet it's a degree in linguistics, but I bet there are a lot of people online that are amateur. Oh, my God. So they say that the runes weren't originally conceived of as a writing system, but were intended to be used as charms. So Bjorkatorp, which is pronounced how you say, you spell it. The Bjorkatorp rune stone, which is this tall squiggly guy in the middle of this picture okay so the middle rock the middle rock yes is one of a set of three stones at a great a grave site a gravy site <laughs> in sweden <laughs> there's dead people there it's two-sided and on one side it reads i master of runes conceal here runes of power Incessantly plagued by maleficence and doomed to insidious death is he who breaks this monument. And then on the opposite side, it reads, prediction of damnation. Okay, but that rune stone looks broken. It looks a little like someone chopped off the side of it. It does. It does. It looks worn. Maybe someone's cursed for damnation. Hmm. The Romanovs. Ooh. I decide. Oh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> I love that movie. Okay, so before we get on to how you use these things, mm-hmm. I also want to talk about Icelandic rune staves. So here's a picture. What is this? Describe it. Oh, it looks like geometry, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of um, acute tri... Okay. <laughs> there are... Okay. Okay. Think of a cross and then... Put two more lines through that cross and then think of like the, I don't know, those like, what are they called? The ciphers that like mermaids would hold? Tridents. Tridents. Okay. Think of tridents, except they're all very unique and different and I can't describe it anymore because literally none of them are the same. That's true. None of them are the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a trident snowflake. Ooh. How are you? 
you're so good at describing it. And because I have it written down here. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so there are about 50 known historical Icelandic rune staves. They have an Icelandic name, but no one on the internet has ever said it to be pronounced because <laughs> I looked. So here we go. It's called... Goldrastafer. Goldrastafer. You're welcome, internet. Okay, perfect. Heard it here first. <laughs> Much like sigils, pairing particular runes in a meaningful way was thought to increase their power. They function similarly to hexfus or hex signs from the Pennsylvania Dutch. We're back at it again. Them Dutch. And they were also very pointy. Mm-hmm. To create a working stave, you can't just like go around and carve them into shit all loosey-goosey like some teen hooligan. Most staves require particular types of metal, wood, or stone, and then have to be anointed with human blood, which sounds grim. Yeah. But Guide to Iceland.is, the, the official Icelandic Guide to Iceland. Guide to Iceland says, I was going to do an accent. What is it? I don't know, dude. Hello. Is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, they say, it is merely representative of the sacrificial aspect of runic knowledge, carrying references to Odin's original sufferings when hanging from the branches of the Yggdrasil, which mm-hmm. we have also talked about. The tree, right? Yes. The tree. In order to maintain the balance of the universe, you have to give something away in order to get something back. Take a penny, leave a penny. Oh, okay. It can be easy. And the blood can come from a finger prick rather than an open throat of a virgin. Rather. But it's got to come from like a particular finger on a particular hand. I know it's like 10,000 rules to get these sigils. Fuck that. Just give them the virgin. (laughs) There are Icelandic staves for general protection to keep you from getting lost and even to keep wine barrels from leaking. This is the one for wine barrels. He's a little face. Why does it have a little face? I don't know. And then it's got like a little circle around that. And then trees. I like More circles. Feel so comforted by it. Oh, yeah. I feel very protected. I love him. Okay. So now we're going to talk about Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> They're so, just ruining everything. I am discouraged. Discouraged. Okay, from? Just just in general. In general. So I'm going to give you some context Mm -hmm. on why the Nazis latched onto this shit. Napoleon. (laughs) This motherfucker. This motherfucker. So my grandma says that I'm somehow related to Napoleon, but I also think most white people are related (laughs) to Napoleon. (laughs) Because he was French, and you know, he probably fucked a lot of bitches back in the day. Yeah, probably. He was a conqueror. Mm -hmm. He got whoever he wanted. Yeah, so... There's that. So my great, 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 fucking great uncle, Napoleon, (laughs) please tell me about him. What did he do this time? Well, he falls. Rip. Um, And the Holy Roman Empire evaporates. What if he's one of the angels? (laughs) What if one of your angels, your ancestors is Napoleon? And that's why I show no one my weaknesses. I'm just constantly going every place and being like, this looks like it's mine. <laughs> That's Monsieur Napoleon Monsieur. Okay, so Napoleon falls and the Holy Roman Empire evaporates. In 1814, that's after that. That's much after. The Congress of Vienna formed the German Confederation, which is a really loose grouping of 39 sovereign states. 
what's loose? Like, we go into a bar kind of loose? A little sexy? Like, <laughs> a little sexy? No bra tonight. Like, we showing some shoulders? <laughs> like, we loose. Up until this point, there really wasn't a national identity of Germanness. So it wasn't until World War I that a national, like, like the idea of I am German, capital G, will begin to manifest. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, that's what many groups of people do when faced with severe adversity like post 9-11 everyone was like proud to be an American because at least I know I'm free in choir class every time we did a performance we had to sing that song at the end that's so annoying it choir I'm, I'm sure people got bored yeah what also often happens which I feel like doesn't need to happen is that there's a deliberate exclusion of other groups from the community identity so once that group is considered other i.e like not german not american they're systematically targeted so now there is this emerging identity of quote-unquote the german Mm -hmm. and an interest in getting at the root of what that means you know all while genociding invading and using infants for target practice so the nazis come upon a lot of shit that they decide like is exclusively german one thing that they used to build this idea of a root German race was the runic alphabet. Why? Because it's all over the place. In Germany? In Germany. Ah. And it's like, so Hitler was trying to make like this collective Protestant church, right? But mm-hmm. like he wasn't really like super Christian. He was more wanting to create like Nazism as your religious identity your ethnic identity and like your political identity to have it like become that's what fascism is basically yeah. is like you rally around like this singular person your dictator and that becomes more than your government it's crazy so where are they these runes they're all over the place the one i know you've probably seen is the symbol for the schutzstaffel also known as the ss so the little s's like the lightning bolts oh those are two runes that stand for Sovilo or Sovulo. It symbolizes the sun and victory. So the idea of two of them is double victory. Oh, I see. So don't get that one, Marcel. Don't get that one. Even though it does look so cool. Unfortunate. It's so unfortunate, yes. But lightning bolts are awesome. All right, what else can we not get? The next one is the Odal, or the Othala. I've also seen Othella. It's a letter for O, but it represents the idea of an inheritance or an estate. It was used in the Elder Futhark system, but was discontinued in the later forms of the alphabet around the 8th century. Remember, because Latin is like clawing its way to the top with Jesus on its back. (laughs) So I have a feeling you're probably going to be seeing a lot more of this. It was originally co-opted by Nazis in Germany as a symbol of like a specific division of the SS. The rich vision? <laughs> vision? The yeah. one the one with property. The one with property. In November of 2016, you know, that time. Ah, yes. The leadership of the National Socialist Movement encouraged its party members to use the Odal as a replacement for the swastika in an effort to become more mainstream and media-friendly as they tried to enter politics. And it's not just in the U.S. It was used by the Christchurch Mosque shooter in New Zealand— It was used by the white liberation movement in South Africa, which is crazy because that was created during apartheid in South Africa, which I was like, what else do you need to be liberated from? Oh, my gosh. You're literally. (laughs) (laughs) You won currently. 
And it's used a lot in Germanic neo-pagan circles now. So how do you know if you've accidentally entered a Nazi group? This is something I never thought I'd have to worry about in my life. And now I'm so scared. You're going to find the Odal or the Othala on little runes. It looks like like a little, kind of like... It looks like a swastika, but moved. Do you remember like the yellow ribbons or the pink ribbons that people wear for breast cancer? Yeah. They kind of look like little ribbons, like how they're crossed over. They're in on it. (laughs) Her eyes grew wide. She is speechless. So what you're going to see is that the end of the Odal or the Othala is going to have like these little feet. Like he's doing, like his feet are shooting up. Or it's going to have like little arrows at the feet. So if there's nothing on the feet, you're probably okay. But if the feet's got something going on, you might be in a Germanic neo-pagan Nazi group. And I think you need to get out. So there's a bunch of other ones. And to be honest, I'm really tired of talking about Nazis. And I'd really talk about how these can be used for fun. But I just want to also say, and it's like really important to us. I, I, I imagine it's important to you, baby witches, that you know the complicated history of these tools. I'm never saying that if you use runes, you're a Nazi. That's not at all true. I might, though. Alicia, she's... I'm gossipy. <laughs> But, you know, we talked about this in the astral projection episode. It's important to us that you know how white supremacists have used astral projection and runes as a way to assert their dominance as a superior race. And you know that they don't own these practices. They don't get to own these practices. Harvey Weinstein probably liked Weezer and Perfect Situation is a fucking jam. So that doesn't mean that Weezer fucking sucks. Sometimes they do. The recent albums have not been that you good. Know. Yeah. Cleopatra, I like that song. But they had a time. They had a time. There will always be juniors in college. What's the joke? Weezer will always be popular because there will always be juniors in high school. In high school. (laughs) Not even college. Perfect situation. Okay. Alicia got to do... (laughs) The fun part. The fun part. So I'm going to sit down and not talk for a while. And relax. And we're going to talk about casting runes. So the casting of runes is a specific type of divination called claromancy. I didn't know this. I'm assuming you didn't know this. You probably knew this. But we're babies here, so it's fine. Claromancy is regarded as casting of lots, or they call it sortis in Latin, which is when an outcome that would normally be considered random, such as rolling of dice or casting runes, is supposed to reveal the will of God or of other supernatural entities. Wait, wait, question. Yes. Would bone throwing be a part of it? Yes. Cool. Continue. It is. (laughs) Anything you can shake and throw and read divination from is claromancy. Yahtzee. Yahtzee. (laughs) Back in the day, like the olden days, ancient Greeks and Romans, so probably before Napoleon. Yeah, ancient. Before Napoleon, the ancient Greeks and Romans would take wood from a fruit-bearing tree. It has to have fruit, you know, good, good juju. Cut it into tiny slits like... Think you're taking a stick and like cutting it like a cucumber? Okay. Yeah. I guess you could cut it long. You know what I'm talking about. Like you want your little cucumber bits in your salad. Like you're cutting it up. And then they would mark each little wooden slit with a rune. They would put the runes in a little pouch, grab a handful, and throw them onto a white cloth. Kind of like dice. When you're playing Monopoly or Dungeons and Dragons, whatever you guys do. Then someone would read the runes and interpret what they meant. Easy. Okay, so how do you do it now? Because we don't care what they did back then. Who gives a shit? They were wild This back is then, about honestly. Me. Yes. <laughs> but you got to buy a rune set. Like, you can't... I mean, I guess you can make your own. Dude, that sounds like a lot of work. I 
I gotta find a tree. Support a local business. Just buy a rune set, you know? And you can buy them by typing in buy rune set on Google. Classic. Or you can do Etsy, Amazon.com, and there may even be some at your local Barnes and Noble. Holy shit, really? And of course, make sure to check out your local witchy stores as well, because we got to keep small businesses alive. Oh, small, tiny, little, bite-sized small, businesses. tiny little businesses require the blood of the consumers to stay alive. <laughs> and when you're about to go into this, you must have a question. This is very similar to reading tarot you have to go into it with some kind of question not a yes or no question but like i'm not good at the questions tell me a question an open-ended question like an open-ended question so instead of is my boyfriend cheating on me fucking that girl megan fucking shaking fucking girl <laughs> megan runes, imagining it it's her fucking throat <laughs> i would say you would ask the question of what are the various infidelities around me or how how can i protect myself from my boyfriend's <laughs> wet dick it's so wet <laughs> just gotta gotta wash that i hope that's your wet not someone else's anyways you need a casting cloth or casting pillow a which pillow easy yeah it's like this little Cute little pillow you can get, kind of fancy, but it doesn't have to be fancy. It can be whatever you want. But try to have it be flat enough and not like too fluffy of a pillow. <sighs> then you're just going to watch your runes fall to their death. And then you'll be like, I don't know what to do with that. And I don't know what to do with that. So I can't tell you what to do about it. It's kind of like in Monopoly. Do you play with, you know, you if you cast the die and one of them falls on the ground, do you keep that? die in play or do you have to cast it again so it lands on the table i was always so bad at that like i just couldn't not chuck it <laughs> so the dies were constantly on the ground that's probably why no one played board games with me oh no all right anyways it's also similar to tarot cards there are several rune spreads that you can use and some are almost like too similar to tarot <laughs> cards honestly so some of my favorite that I saw include making a runic V with seven runes. The runic V reads from left to right. So you kind of go left, down, down to up on the right side. And talks about the past, the present, prospects for the future, best course of action, attitudes and emotional states of those around you, which seems very important. Potential problems with your plan and the ultimate outcome. So if we're going to get Megan... We're going to get rid of Megan. We're going to get her. We're going to get her. These will be all the things about the destruction of Megan and why this might not actually work out in the end for you. <laughs> There's also a two rune spread, which I really like because it's simple. And I'm just a simple gal living in the big city. <laughs> the first rune is that which is, which includes things in the past as well as the present and how they impact the question you're asking. The second rune is that which is becoming. This rune tells about how the events or the future as well as the future itself will impact the question you are asking. So anyone who did this would have known the coronavirus was going to happen. Oh, You'd man. Like, wow, this looks bleak. Oh, hmm. Weird. When you cast the runes, they can show up reversed as well, just like tarot cards. And of course, it is up to your discretion and your knowledge whether you want to read the reverse runes or if you want to pretend they didn't happen and put them back in their pouch. And an extra witchy thing you can do is if you cast some runes and you haven't 
form them into a spread, you can take out your pendulum on the reverse runes. So you hold it on top of the reverse runes, and if it starts swinging a lot on an upside down or reverse rune, that may mean that that rune holds a special message for you. I have a question. Yes. Just like on the physical reading of runes. Yes. So I have, I buy all the runes. Yes. I have them in my hand or in a baggie. Mm -hmm. I'm shaking them. Yes. And I throw all of them. How do I know which ones to pick to put in the order? Okay. You Maybe you just close your eyes. I don't fucking know. Good question. They just said put them in the order. Okay. Like, do you feel it in your heart? I think you do. Kind of like when you're picking out a tarot card, you can mm-hmm. shake them. I mean, don't don't cheat. Don't look. <laughs> it's not the point so, of you this. you know, you like look away. Don't look at any reflective surfaces that could possibly giving you the answers. And you pick them and you put them into the V shape. And that way you're able to read it. Could you cheat? Yes, you can. Okay. Well, that was my first question. My <laughs> second question is... Could you, like, shake them up in the bag? Like, you have to cast them. Could you shake them up in the bag and then pull? Yeah. Two? I'm sure you can. Hmm. Okay. You can do whatever you want. Baby witches, if you haven't learned, minus becoming a Nazi, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. And we will more or less support it. Mm-hmm. Don't kill babies and don't kill animals and don't kill. These are a lot more rules that you're throwing at them. <laughs> I just gave them one rule. Have fun. Have fun. And that is how you cast runes. Nice. Cast lots. Nice. Nice. Oh, all right, we're done. Oh, thank God. Witches in the news. Witches in the news. Uh-uh, it's witches in the news. It's a quarantine edition of a witches in the news. Mm-mm. That's right, baby. And that means I'm trying to not include sad stories just for the time being because, you know, we've had a little bit too much of sad stories in the news. So we don't really need it, I think. And you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm the one who makes this list, so y'all can suck it. Guess whose podcast this is. Guess whose podcast it is. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Gotta listen to no one except... Everyone on Patreon, who we deeply love oh, and appreciate. We will do anything for you. If you, you want to be a Patreon patron, please go to patreon.com slash witchyes. Anyways, back to Witches in the News. Harry Styles performed for Stevie Nicks and her alleged coven of witches. Ooh. Ooh. Spooks. Singer-songwriter Harry Styles talked about his late-night meeting with Stevie Nicks on the Howard Stern Show earlier in March. Harry told Howard... Harry told Howard... Alice told Sally... <laughs> But also when you, Harry Styles, okay, I might have to call him Harry Styles because like the punch of the name is in Styles. If you just call him Harry, it's so bizarre. Yeah, it sounds like, like someone's uncle. weird. Just like, ooh, okay. Potter who? Potter who? Harry Styles told Howard Stern that before his new album, Fine Line, came out, he had met with Stevie Nicks for dinner at an Indian restaurant following Fleetwood Mac's Wembley show last summer. When Stevie expressed interest in his new album, she invited him over to her house where she had all of her little old lady friends, or as Harry Styles called them, a little witch's coven. The ladies demanded to listen to his whole album, Harry said, so it's getting to like 3 a.m. playing the album, and I'm like, I'm kind of tired, and they're right in their prime. They're like, oh yeah, this is like daytime for us. 
They're witches. vampires. Which ooh, vampires. Ooh. They like wouldn't that. be old. A vampire oh yeah. Unless it was an unfortunate set of old vampires. Yeah. Unless you got turned old, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would Stevie Nicks have a coven? Yeah, absolutely she yeah, would. She would. There's totally. like no way she wouldn't. And I guess the real question is, and right now we've just we don't care that it's Harry Styles. We just we're focusing on Stevie Nicks because this is fantastic. Is Stevie Nicks actually a witch? Tell us. That's still a little bit uncertain and up in the air. So she has like the witchiest vibes in the world, you know? Like her aesthetic, her charisma, all of it's so witchy and like also grounded at the same time. Like if she's not a witch, she should be a witch. But she's also an ordained minister at the Universal Life Church, which is probably the closest witchy church you can get to any type of organized religion. Mm -hmm. Stevie Nicks was quoted saying in 1998, however, I am religious. I wasn't raised in any religion because we were always moving around when I was a kid and didn't get involved in any church. But I believe there have been angels with me constantly through these last 20 years or I wouldn't be alive. And then she goes on to talking about praying to God and Hecate wasn't mentioned at all. But I mean... She's a witch. Is it a cover? She's a witch. Clearly. For sure. I like, that was the most like, here's a news article. And then it became so misleading and not <laughs> factual in the slightest. Whatever, this is my segment. I yeah. get to do what I want. Play in the space, babe. Exactly. Next up is Witch's Pantry Cave in Colorado. So welcome to the Witch's Pantry. Near Glenwood Springs, Colorado, Richard Reinhardt had a feeling there would be these like undiscovered caves in the area. And he literally goes out once and he finds an undiscovered cave. What? <laughs> he was just like, I got a vibe, man. And so he hit up his friend, Colorado Cave Survey member, Robert McFarland, and they found an entrance to a cave that was just covered in bushes. McFarland said in an email, when I walked toward it, what I was looking at changed from a shadow into a crevice and then into a hole before revealing itself as a bottomless void. Holy shit. So doing what two men do, <laughs> got some rope. They take a piss. <laughs> they see who can pee farther. And then they got some rope. And then they got some rope. And they tied it up. And then they went down the cave. And when they reached the bottom, the thing the men noticed first were there were a lot of bones laying around. So Reinhardt mused, with no real factual information to back this up, it looks like that could be where witches were storing all their bones for making brews later. Clearly. Clearly. Yet, since they found it in October, they christened the cave the Witch's Pantry. So I think we can have a toast to our new cave. <laughs> Those are my bones. Those are my bones. Those you are my, my bones. bones. <laughs> it was like, same joke. What? <laughs> the same joke. Uh, I'm just like, sure, <laughs> sure. It was also near the fairy caves. So I think they had like a Where Where the fairies leave their bones? I don't know what the fairies did in the fairy cave, but. It's a lot of unnecessary trickery, tomfoolery in that cave. And Red Bull. And Red Bull. And our last segment is London Bar Teaches Witches Brews. And so here's an article that might not be applicable when it airs, but of course, once the COVID-19 shenanigans are over, please make sure to support your local businesses, especially when they serve beer. <laughs> of course. 
This is called The Cauldron Group. It's a bar in London, Dublin, and New York City that is unlike any other bar. When you arrive, you're given witch's robes, a magic wand, and you learn how to brew molecular potions. Thank God. And so you at home doing dishes. I know. (laughs) That's you. (laughs) I called you out. What are molecular potions? They're just fancy cocktails. So there's smoke, there's some fire, there's basic potion making that goes along with it. The best way I can describe it is by saying it's dope. Like, period. It's just cool, dude. It's pretty cool. Like, it's some straight-up Harry Potter bullshit. It is an interactive one-hour, 45-minute experience where you create your own potion, and it has alcohol, and you can drink it. Nice. Amazing. But guess what? They also allow you to make mocktails. So if you don't want to drink... Because you know better, and you know yourself, and you know your heart, and that's fine. You've been sober 28 You've been sober. years. D- don't. This is a cool experience, but don't ruin it for that. You can make a mocktail, and they even have vegan and gluten-free materials, so you can really shape your potion into something that won't kill you and cause you to go to rehab. Oh, I love that. I know. Me too. You'll have to make a reservation, you know, once businesses are back up and running. But what better way to let off some post-coronavirus steam than to grab a witchy cocktail with friends? And you can learn more about The Cauldron Group by going to thecauldron.io. It'll be in the show notes. Look at that. Kind of upbeat. Two of the articles may not have been really factual at all. I love that. (laughs) And then it's like story hour. I'm going to just slowly change witches in the news to be like the National Enquirer. (laughs) Look at this cool thing I thought of. Gossipy and calling out everyone's shit. Are they a witch? Probably. Probably. All right, so I'm getting jealous of these people posting on Instagram their pictures of them being at the beach like five months ago. Can the spell help me out? Maybe. I don't know. I don't <laughs> So I personally have a really hard time comparing myself to others, and I'm really thankful that Alicia and I are not in the same industry because I feel like she'd probably be my rival rather than my BFF. Oh, same. For sure. Jealousy is hard because it feels like it's about other people. But really, it's about you and the stories you tell yourself. If you're struggling with watching engagement season, seeing your friends' careers blossom, and can't stop, like, angrily scrolling through, like, absolutely ridiculous vacation pictures, first, I want you to put down your phone. But keep listening to this. Get it, leave it on. But, like, put it across the room. Get your he- headphones in. But push the phone yeah, away. push it away. You got those AirPods? So put that down. And I want you to collect some things. Collect? <laughs> I can't take my phone? No, you're just going to remember. Oh, okay. There are a lot of things. Maybe you should get a pen and paper. <laughs> I'll wait. No, that pen doesn't work, does it? Get a different one. Yeah. The first pen never works. It doesn't. I don't know why I keep that pen. Okay, so first, you're going to need two sprigs of rosemary, a black candle, a large fire-safe dish, and maybe like a glass of tap water just in case. You can never be too careful. You're going to need to get another piece of paper than the one that you're writing on right now. Can I use the back of it? No. Okay. I, they wanted to know. You're going to get a pen or a pencil. I guess you could use the one you're using right now, right? Because this pen works. Yeah. Yeah. We know this one. Throw that other pen away. So a pen or a pencil or a pen and a pencil? A pen or a pencil. Okay. Thank God. I don't own pencils. A green strip of cloth. A pink candle. A needle and a small vial of moon water, preferably new moon water. Needle, like sewing needle. Sewing needle, yeah. Copy. I'm going to say that like 
the moon water is optional, but it is a pretty big punch. <laughs> it's optional, but if you don't do it, it probably won't work. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to cleanse, you're going to ground, you know, take deep breaths. Mm-hmm, yes. You're going to light the black candle. You're going to take out the piece of paper that I told you to grab. And you're going to write down what makes you drunk on jealousy. And I want you to be as specific as possible. And I want you to write on the front and the back if you need to. I'm going to list all my grievances. I got a book. I got a novel. Mm -hmm. Once you're done writing, place one sprig of rosemary in the center with the base pointing towards you and the leaves pointing up and away from you. Does that make sense? So it's like vertical from your best up and down one. Got it. From And then you're going to take that. You're putting that on top of the paper, and now you're going to roll up the rosemary with the paper like you're making a dumb cartoon cigarette, okay? Okay? Now you're going to take your green cloth and roll the paper and rosemary up again like you're rolling up a carpet, okay? Not a cigarette? Two cigarettes in one, Got or because it. it's cloth. I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. Now I want you to hold this in your hand. You made like this little tube, right? And then I want you to project all of your frustration and jealousy and pain into it. And you can squeeze it if you need to. I just like want you to, while breathing, you're going to breathe in and you're going to breathe out all of that nasty, yucky tar can that's living inside you. scream at it? You probably could. You probably talk to it if you wanted to. Okay. Okay? Because what you're doing is you're just channeling everything into this object. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take one end of your jealousy cigar and run it through the flame of your black candle and place it in the fire safe bowl. You need it to light enough that you're going to burn this shit to a crisp. But not enough that you burn yourself. But not enough that you burn yourself. And you got that tap water just in case. Mm-hmm. I would also maybe discourage ha da da da. This is something that I saw some people tell me to do. And then I saw other. This is like a compilation of several different spells that I brought together and something that made sense to me. Some people said, yeah, like name names of people you're jealous with about, you know. But I am nervous that like all of that energy, you're using a black candle, like you could in some ways be banishing that person. You, what you're trying to do is banish the thoughts of this person. Mm-hmm. It's all about you, okay? This person has nothing to do with you. They're just living their life and they're probably do- posting all that shit because they're insecure. So this is about you. I would say maybe don't name names if it makes sense to you. Okay, do whatever you want. You know, I'm not your mommy. Now you're going to take another sprig of rosemary. Light the tip of that on fire, okay? Smoke cleanse yourself with the rosemary and then circle it over the bowl in a counterclockwise motion three times, okay? So that's like to the left. So that's for banishing energy. If you do it clockwise, that's for manifesting energy. I want you to visualize your need to measure yourself burning away. Your concerns with the people evaporating, floating up and out of your body. Wait until the black candle has completely burned out. So hopefully you got a little one. Mm-hmm. And your bundle is burnt to a crisp. Now take your pink candle. Okay, it's like your second set. Yes. Your needle and your moon water. I want you to dip the needle in the moon water. Maybe swirl it to the right a few times if you want to clockwise and I want you to take that needle and inscribe things that you like really like about yourself I do not want them to have to do with other people okay so I don't want you to write down I'm a great listener what the fuck does that mean what does that mean oh you're like really considerate of other people like that's worthless I want I am passionate I've read 
a bunch of books. I love writing. Um, I have so many plants. Um, so what are, what are things, things that you like about yourself? I am awesome. <sighs> I am talented. What else? I am fucking gorgeous. You are very pretty. Thank you. Now you're going to light that candle whenever you feel the inkling of jealousy. And that's going to be a second barrier to make sure that that energy does not re-enter your life. So you feel it coming, you run to the kitchen, you light that thing up. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then perfect. I would just say, you know, you don't have to burn that thing all the way down the first time, like just until the feeling passes. Okay. So. I love it. And that's it. So that's like a compilation of like four spells that I put together to make a spell to clear up jealousy. Thank you. You're welcome. I love it. It's so good. And I mean, it's a real thing. And like we were talking about, it sucks that everyone feels it but you can't really say it you can't talk about it especially not in the group that normally the jealousy would occur you have to find like a side friend and be like yo this thing is happening can't talk to anyone else Mm -hmm. and it's just so normal and it's so part of human nature but you a petty ass bitch if you jealous apparently yeah it's a it's kind of like you're not supposed to feel anger. Mm-hmm. Like you're not supposed to feel jealous. You're not supposed to feel like a bunch of these feelings that are really normal. And I think that it, by avoiding them, we're making them bigger. But by really examining them and saying, what is this feeling trying to tell me? That can help you transform it. Yeah. I love it. Good. Let's get rid of our jealousy and still talk about it to the friends we trust. Trust not, no one. Not the Alicia's. And that's been with Jess. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hope by the time you guys are hearing this, you have put on pants, <laughs> brushed your teeth. Brushing teeth is a requirement. Putting on pants is not necessarily one. I feel like you could put on a skirt. Put on a robe. What about a dressy? Why are you walking around your apartment with no clothes on? You have roommates. Okay, but if you don't, that life is my dream mm-hmm. i love my hey abby what's up <laughs> she listens to the pod so you know you know how i feel but also mm, love walking around with no clothes on that free titty life a free titty life oh they love it we would like to thank our producer marcel perez our creative director mallory porter and kevin mcleod for the music we use each week thank you kevin thank you we love you but platonically maybe Love you a lot more if you didn't make us say this every time at the end of an episode. <laughs> so I really want to thank everyone that's been putting iTunes reviews out there. We really need iTunes reviews. It really doesn't matter what you say. You could say, I am not a Nazi. That's great. Good. I sure, don't know. Maybe not that one. But which is against Nazis. Okay, that's fine. Um, And then give us five stars. Hopefully you think we deserve five stars. I feel like I put a lot of work into this and so does Alicia and so does Marcel and so does our creative director, Mallory Porter. We don't advertise. We're not on a network. It's we're really kind of floating in the ocean. So people truly cannot find us without your help. We're on Instagram at which yes. If you're listening to us on your devices, I want you to screen grab it, put it in your stories and tag us. So sometimes you guys like send me just the picture of of you listening (laughs) 
as like an image. And it's like, so the idea, right, is that like you share it in your stories and then like it automatically links to your thing. So I don't have to like search through and find you and put in tag. It's like a whole thing. So share it on your stories, tag us, and then I'll share the story. I thought it was clear, but that's fine. If you've done that, it's fine. I've done it. And I'm, I love you and I appreciate you. Anyway, Running an Instagram is very hard, guys. Make it easier for us. I can tell why we don't post a lot. So we'll feature you on our Instagram stories. You'll make friends. People have made friends. It's great. You can also email us at witchyespodcast at gmail. Send us pictures of your runes if you have some. That'd be cool. Send us pictures of your pillow, your rune pillow. I loved all the pictures we received last time from the aura pictures. Yeah, that was so cool. That was so cool to see. And if you have more of those, then send those too. Or send us pictures of eggs. I don't know. But anyway, and then also send us episode suggestions. If you're a patron at the... and is it the dark witch dark witch dark witch at the $20 level you get to suggest a special vaults of the obscure episode you can find us on patreon at which yes patrons are getting an extra episode from vaults of the obscure once a month at the $5 level if we reach $250 which is just 50 patrons basically listening we'll start releasing vaults of the obscure twice a month which will make this a weekly podcast and really it's like 50 patrons not that much so if only 50 people were listening to this podcast, we probably wouldn't be making it anymore. True. True, true. And I also really want to thank the people that read our posts on Instagram and became patrons in the last couple of days because as at-risk employees, this is a tough time for us. So thank you to those people. It really means the whole wide world to us. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank you. And I guess this has been Which Yes. Goodbye. Losers. No, I take it back. Cut that first out.